What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, a little pre-show note. Uh, we recorded this on Monday night, which was September 23rd. So this unfortunately was recorded before all of the uh, impeachment information came out on Tuesday because... Fuck us, right? Uh, that's how life works. Um, so if you're wondering why we're speculating as to what's going to happen with impeachment, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's because we're just one day early. So um, listen to us make fools of ourselves and uh, try to predict the future. So we will be back, of course, next uh, week, our normal time, and hopefully nothing major will happen. Of course it will. Um, right after we record, so then we'll have more information on our thoughts on the actual announcement for the impeachment. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Look Forward. I'm your host, Jay. I'm here with my co-host, Andy. Oh, Jay, it is a special day. Is it? Is it whistleblower mm-hmm. day? Is it the president should go to jail day? I feel <laughs> like every day is that day. Are you listening, Nancy? Are you listening? Well, as, uh, as the good listeners know, uh, occasionally... Uh, you and I, or one or the other of us, will uh, have an adult beverage on the air. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so I am just now cracking open the... Uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA <laughs> oh, from no. El Segundo. You may have tried other IPAs and think they might be better than this one. Well, eh, eh. <laughs> No, I. You can only get this in California at a actually <laughs> Southern California specifically. Dundo. Yeah. So wow. I had, Steve Austin's got a beer, and uh, uh, I just saw they actually started rolling it out on the East Coast. So for uh, people in Southern California, uh, I think it's like New York, Massachusetts, and somewhere else up there. One, one of them up there, y'all can get it. But I have not had this yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with y'all. That's really funny. <laughs> you may have tried other IPAs. <laughs> oh, uh, that is delicious. Swig a beer for the working man. All right. Uh, <laughs> that is really I don't, good. Oh, hell yeah. I, uh, the funny thing is I find IPAs to be revolting. <laughs> I really do. I, mm, they, mm-hmm. they taste like what I imagine drinking a glass of pine needles tastes like. <laughs> it's just, it is just <laughs> not my thing. Um, this one actually isn't isn't that bad. I've I've had some that are like way too hoppy, but this one's uh, say a little more citrusy than the normal. It's yeah, it's. Yeah. I I had I once had, much, uh, but if you're not an IPA guy, you'd probably hate it. Yeah, I I once had one called Hop Devil, which oh. yeah is like it's like hey, this is a super hoppy beer, and I was like, I'll try it. I'm not gonna like this, but I'll try it. Yeah, it was it was what a living nightmare feels <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what slavery was like. I got it. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Like, no, I, I never I want have, that again. I have definitely had some that are way too fucking hoppy. I'm like, who enjoys this? This is no not one. a good experience no. for anybody. It's like people who just like drink hot sauce and they're just like sweating and crying. But you don't, you're not actually enjoying this. This is just an endurance You're not test. having a good time. Why are you doing that? Right. Exactly. Get out of here. Uh, damn. Yeah, this is actually really good. I am not being paid by El Segundo or Steve Austin, but this is a fine beer. There you go. Uh, I am not drinking anything, uh, which I may text my wife. Yeah, I may text my wife and ask her if she can bring me uh, a glass of fine wine downstairs. Um, Because I don't, (laughs) we don't have any beer. Oh, I if mm, I would do a scotch, but that's probably a bad idea. (laughs) That's probably probably not a good idea. It's a Uh, weird night. (laughs) Yeah. Woo. 
Yeah, those stories start start going off the rails real fast. Um, <laughs> but there is plenty to talk about um, this week. Obviously, we're going to get into the whistleblower story because it is massive. It is a massive, massive story. Um, and there are many uh, sort of tendrils to that story. Um, and we'll, we're going to go through that. That'll be the big story this week. Um, then we're going to talk about uh, Trump sending troops to Saudi Arabia or as I wrote it, bloated septuagenarian cucked by young prince. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Then um, this news broke today. I'm not sure a lot of people are seeing it just because the whistleblower story is sort of uh, sucking up all the oxygen in the room, but a far-right U.S. soldier uh, planned on bombing a major media outlet. Um, And there's some interesting sort of things uh, going on with that in particular, sort of the, the details of that, which I, I wasn't aware of, but actually vice who sort of pedals in this sort of madness, uh, they, they got it right. Um, so we'll talk about that. And then we're going to talk about, um, the farmers bailout. Um, or as I wrote it, um, farm welfare Queens can't stop sucking at the government teat. Um, but we'll talk about it. Uh, all right, so let's get into the Intel community whistleblower story. So we had talked about this last week, and I believe we can safely say this. Um, dude, we told you uh, this was going to be a huge story, and it turns out it's a really big story, probably even bigger yeah. than we thought. Um, um, it, it what, are your, what are your overall thoughts, and then we're going to get into the deets. It is a textbook impeachable offense. Yeah, no, this is right up there. <laughs> I feel like this is right down the ballot. Yeah, I, like if you look at the stuff that the the founding fathers were worried about when they talk about impeachment, especially in the uh, uh, was the art, the uh, Articles in Confederation or the which was it where they were had their own thoughts on everything, like everything that they described for what they would need impeachment for. Trump has done basically from the self enrichment to. Diming us out to other countries to trying to get other countries to interfere in ours on their behalf and like everything like you just run down the list. And yeah, <laughs> it's just and uh, yeah, this is as clear cut a case of we need to impeach this guy as uh, as there could be and um and we're you know and we're not. Well, it's I mean I mean one can argue this is too divisive. <laughs> I mean one can argue. Um, yeah, look. As a as a as an overall generality, this story the story reads it, it reads like a movie. Like oh, excuse we, me. The Federalist Papers. I was thinking yeah. of. Like we Sorry. know I'm dumb. Yeah, well I know that. <laughs> they know. Um <laughs> But this story the story is starting to read like a movie in a lot of ways, or a television series that is coming to this series finale. And like we already see the ending. Right, like a like a bad one. Like, oh yeah, the guy's gonna fucking get it at the end, right? Like we know where this story ends, but for some reason we have to go through seven seasons of pussyfooting around to get to that point, right? Like like we know, not that this was a bad series, it was a great series, but we know Walter White had to die at the end of Breaking Bad. Right. He like he had to die. Like through cancer or just getting shot, he's gotta fucking die. Like we just have to now go through the rigmarole of how do we get there, right? Um, and what what this whole thing feels like to me is very much that. This is an impeachable uh, offense. We found out that, you know, hey, you know, there's this whistleblower complaint and Schiff was making noise about it. And like, hey, they're not giving me the information. And everyone's like, yeah, 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 whatever. You fucking nerd. Shut up. And then couple days later it's like i sent a subpoena and the dni told me to fucking eat a dick and that's the problem and people are like okay that's not good well, what's the leak about oh well we don't know or what's the whistleblow uh whistleblower talking about it's like ah we don't know well maybe it's nothing big you know democrats always making up stuff and then it's like and then the washington post is like here's a little bit more here's a little bit more here's a little bit more and with every passing day People are starting to realize that this is not a joke. This is not just one of the of the many little things that Trump has done that maybe we think are important or not important. This is a super big story. And 
I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm I'm bound to regret it. This is easily the biggest story of his presidency. Easily the biggest. Because what this shows for folks who are not keeping up with this stuff, uh, which would not be anyone listening to this, um, but the but the the thought here is that he pressured uh the new president of Ukraine, uh Zelensky, uh of Vladimir Zelensky. He basically pressured him by saying, like, look, we're not going to give you military aid, uh, $250 million or just general aid unless you look into this bogus Joe Biden um, conspiracy theory that we think is real. Um, um, the military aid, which was appropriated by Congress, and um, right. he's just not – He's just, you know, he's a hold. He he was holding it off. I think he's been pressured to go ahead and release that. But um, yeah, he just did. He just did the other right. Um, yeah. So so he was withholding the military aid, which they were using to uh, basically stand up against Russia, and uh, he was holding that off to get him to. And and this was brought up by a few people, not investigate something because there's nothing there. There's no credible person saying that uh, Joe or Hunter Biden did anything wrong. He wants them to cook up some bullshit for him. Right. He just wants, he wants the, the view of impropriety basically. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, the Ukraine is investigating Joe Biden. Oh, Oh, like it's the same. It's exactly what happened with Hillary Clinton. Oh, they're looking on her computer with, um, Anthony Weiner the day before, you know, two days before the election, three days before the election, but there was nothing on there. Like, yeah. Well, tr Trump doesn't have another game plan. You know? No, but, but no, it, no, he's running the same game. But what it tells you, by the way, like this is the thing that some outlets are finally coming around to and others are clearly very reluctant to. But I'm going to need you to pull the trigger on this. This proves Russian collusion to me. He's doing the exact same playbook. He's using the exact same playbook that he used the last time. And he's doing it because it worked last time. So all of those notions of, oh, he didn't collude with Russia. Oh, that didn't affect the election. Oh, those are th things that weren't a big deal. No, they were a big deal. And he realizes more than anyone that he cannot win without cheating. There's another thing about this that is hilarious to me, which is, yo, you're throwing a lot of eggs in a basket that seems a little shaky to begin with. Oh, dude. Okay, so Zelensky is not a willing partner on this. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about picking Joe Biden as like, this is clearly going to be my opponent. That part oh, right, is a little yeah. shaky to begin with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, you're really going to tilt your hand a lot, by the way. But, 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 but yes, Zelensky, Putin, go ahead. Putin was a willing partner. Zelensky is not. He was, right. um, he was, a. have you heard his story? It's fantastic. Now, he's the, is he the guy who was a comedian? Yeah, he's yeah. a comedian. And <laughs> he's he, like Jon Stewart, basically. No, well, he he had a, a sitcom, and in the sitcom, oh, right. he was like, yeah. he was like an unlikely guy who got uh who ran for president as a joke and got elected, right? And it <laughs> and it was the most popular sitcom in Ukraine, and then at a time of just like incredible corruption, and they were just coming off from like the incredible, you know, the 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 super uh, pro Putin uh, <laughs> uh, uh, president that they had to drive out, yeah, Yanukovych. And then the guy that replaced Yanukovych, whose name escapes me, is, uh, had some corruption issues. And so he just ran on, hey, y'all like me. I'm in the most popular TV show. I'm running on anti-corruption and pro-democracy. Yep. And he won. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's so a guy crazy. Who's best, yeah. So a, a guy who's best known for play. Like, we've had that plot before, right? Like, um, <laughs> like, like, like. Like Chris it, Rock did that movie, right? Yeah, head of state. It w yeah, it would be like if we, after that, turned around and elected Chris Rock president because we liked that movie. Yeah, it's not that great of a movie, but I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy. <laughs> just, it. Yeah, right. I'm just, I'm just saying as a, as an example. Chris Rock is not the person we should. This is Chris Rock is not the uh, movie slash TV president we should, uh, we should elect. Everyone knows it should be Martin Sheen. This is obvious. Um, yeah, but I was I was trying to think of an example of a comedy though. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because Martin Jean was like playing a legitimate president. This is this is a goof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a why it's a super wild story, but yeah, you're right. Uh, ultimately he is not a willing participant, which for Trump 
is the worst case scenario, right? <laughs> like, right. You didn't even pick a guy who was just like a corrupt piece of shit like Putin is. Sure. Yeah. If you'd have got him, or you know, I don't know, any of them other assholes, Bolsonaro, or right, you could, Yeah, they any would of those fucking pricks run been fine with it. To go along with you. Yeah. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Moody, you know, I'll, Modi, like yeah. you'd go along. Modi, LCC. There's plenty of those those guys around that you could get to go with you on this, but he's just trying to bully a democratically elected a, and a, notably anti-corruption candidate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to bully him with a bunch of corruption. This yeah, was not a, a good plan from the start. No. And, no, and that then, wasn't like smart. you said, assuming that Biden's going to win this thing, We'll more on that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's actually kind of funny. Like, I, like you're going all in. Like, dude, that is okay. <laughs> I feel like you're about to make a huge mistake because you've just shown your hand. You've shown your entire hand, and now everyone's like, "Oh, this is clearly the guy." By the way, not to be. Not to, I'm not using this as an avenue um, to hit anybody, right? But it's just, it's just an observation uh, that I have. This whole story of like in the tipping of your hand to clearly thinking Joe Biden is the guy, like that's the end all be all. Clearly, he's not really paying attention to the race on the Democratic side, which is hilarious. Um, but there's always been this this sort of notion that you know. Trump is afraid of the person that he can't um that he doesn't talk about, right? Like he you know, if if he doesn't mention you, that's cuz he's really afraid of you. Like Bernie folks say that a lot. Oh, and they know the media never mentions Bernie. They're scared of Bernie and stuff like that. No, dude. Like and it's not that Trump is mentioning Biden because just cuz he thinks he can beat Biden. He's just dumb enough to look at the polls like Biden's at 30, everyone else is lower. That's it. Like, that's all he's thinking. He's thinking no. nobody's going to come back and take Biden out. Like, that's all he's thinking. So he, he's he, like, he this calls, is the guy I know. That's it. He calls Bernie a crazy communist all the time. The The one that's interesting that he's laid off of is uh, Kamala Harris. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, he don't want that smoke. Right, he's had shit to say about everybody else. Which, if you're a Kamala Harris supporter, that's... A fairly good reason to vote for, like if, <laughs> I mean, if need, look, if, I don't if, think if you're I, looking for reasons to vote for Kamala Harris, Trump is terrified of getting his ass kicked by a black woman. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a pretty fine. good one. That's a that's a good reason. Yeah, like <laughs> look, I don't think she's the candidate right now at all. But yeah, look, I, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't love to see those debates. Holy sure. shit! Yeah, she drove oh, his head off. Brutal. Yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> Jesus, maybe even for real. I don't know. Um. So yeah, I, I that whole like they're not talking about you because they you know they're afraid of you. No, that's not what it is. Like Trump is not that complex. Like he's he is very much a guy in the moment, and he he's looking at Joe Biden is leading. Joe Biden is going to always lead. I have to take Joe Biden down. I need to build a narrative right now. But look, good. Keep building that narrative because the longer you build that narrative, and if Joe leaves the race or loses. You're in a world of trouble because you invested a whole lot of time and money for nothing <laughs> like you just have. And like you said, I don't think Zelensky goes along with it anyway. So it's kind of pointless. Now, what we didn't talk about is what Trump and Giuliani uh, as his proxy, um, what they are alleging that Joe Biden did. Or more importantly, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son. 
what they're saying is that Hunter Biden got a job on like Hunter Biden did something sort of uh, untoward and corrupt because he was on the board of a like a an energy company in Ukraine why while Joe Biden was president and he was getting paid $50,000 a month to to sit on this board um now Hunter Biden from my understanding is not an energy guy like but they somehow were like oh you seem smart we'll put you on the board um it's clearly it's clearly to carry influence um Maybe thinking, oh, well, we got we got your son on the board. Maybe you could help us out. Um, and, like, that didn't happen. <laughs> like, so Hunter Biden was just collecting checks. And so is that corrupt? Yeah, it is on its face. But is it illegal? No. Did he do anything that, uh, that like, Biden gave him, like, an extra, like, gave the energy company some contracts or something? No. So – yeah, they paid for possible influence. It didn't work out, and Hunter Biden got straight paid, son. Like, sure. I mean, whatever. Um, it, but the idea of like, oh, this is this is the end all be all for Biden as far as a scandal. It's not. Now the question is, does does the media report it properly and tell people instead of saying, oh, you know, Joe Biden has this problem, they just d- dismiss it out of hand, which is this is not a thing. This is bullshit and and just move on. Because if Zelensky doesn't go on, like doesn't get on board with it, that's where it should die. It, it, the only way it lives is if the media actually keeps it going. Um, it's, it's it's kind of uh, incredible to me that they're going to try to make that into a thing. They're like, ah, well, Joe Biden's son was doing business with a foreign entity so i mean there it is it's all right there what about what are your, your fucking kids, kids doing right. what are all of your kids doing yeah like you you don't like that's that's not a spotlight you really want to shine you know what i mean yeah, like yeah we could... and don jr and and eric are just flying around the world stuffing their fucking pockets with as much foreign money as they can right. and and you want to make that a thing yeah, but it, you like, know his family is fucking Teflon, right? Like, oh, to, well, you know, it's fine, it's fine. To quote, uh, to quote uh, New Jersey Senator Herb Cornball, <laughs> if you'd like to compare records, and frankly, I'm shocked that you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if anybody, like the one thing, the one thing that may backfire on uh, all of us libcucks here is that if Joe Biden came out strong against this, God, it would make him look good. It really would. And he'd look presidential as shit if he was just like, this is ridiculous. And just shit all over Donald Trump. I could see him going up in the polls. But I don't think Biden has it in him for that kind of fight. I really don't. Because the second you open yourself up to this and go, well, I know that's not what happened, then like all of your other record shit starts popping up. And it's, it's just a disaster. It really is. Um... One thing I'll say before I go into sort of the procedural stuff and and, uh, and why this is, is way worse um, than it even appears to be. Um, one thing I'll say is, here's a boss-ass move, by the way. If you're Joe Biden, like this is not going to happen, but this would be a boss-ass move. Just stay in, the, stay in the race just long enough for Trump to just like throw everything he's got at you and then be like, I quit. <laughs> just drop out. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be the ultimate. Like if you're talking about the Democrats working as a true team, as a true team, you go to all of the candidates and be like, look, let's all sit down. I'm out of this race, but I'm drawing as much. I'm drawing as much of his bullshit to me as I can to give you motherfuckers the football to run in the end zone right at the moment where he's it's he's too off base. Right. Like he's not going to be able to. Like he again, he's a guy who lives in the moment. He wouldn't be able to pivot onto like a Bernie Sanders or a Warren or a whoever quickly off of Biden. He'd be so hard focused on them, he wouldn't even see anybody else running. Which is why he doesn't really mention anybody else. He's not ignoring you to distinction. He just literally is that stupid. <laughs> like he's just this. He's like, oh, I got a couple of nicknames and yeah, I think I got it all, guys. I'm I'm ready to get out there and campaign. Like that's all he has. Call him Pete Buttigieg, little P or whatever. Is that your argument? <laughs> is this your argument yeah. against him? You know, Elizabeth Warren, you, Pocahontas. Okay, but that, what yeah, about that's policies? All that's all he's he has. Crazy Bernie. He's got Pocahontas. Uh, that's it. 
That's all he's got. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't have any policy arguments against any of them. Right. And, you know, know, whether it was uh, valid or not, uh, calling Hillary Clinton crooked Hillary, that sort of spoke to a a lot of worries that people had about Hillary Clinton. Right. right? Yeah. He he nailed that one, actually. Yeah, that was that. Like everybody that had issues with Hillary Clinton, it came down to I think she's too cozy with moneyed interests, um, you know, and and things of that nature. From what from from either side, right? That they, that was the the main criticism is she had a lot of uh, corporate money backing her, which yeah. again ridiculous for Trump to make that argument, <laughs> but still, that's what he went with. You know, and he he tried to call her corrupt and went and and so you know crooked Hillary kind of stuck to the 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 main criticism people had. Yeah, Cra- absolutely. But crazy yeah. Bernie, like what's that? What? Yeah, his hair is crazy. Uh, okay, right? but what about policies though? <laughs> who gives a shit? People already people know who, what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. People who like Bernie is like, yeah, I want that crazy old socialist. Like that's fine. Yeah, you're <laughs> not. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like you're not hurting him on that at all. Like, it, right. again, he's a man who lives in the moment. Like, he just doesn't think past it. Um, what's interesting is um, <laughs> I was listening to uh, I was listening to Sam Cedar uh, today, and he made a really good point about this whole thing, which is that Biden is running on who he is as a person versus the other candidates are running largely policy based uh, campaigns. Which I would I tend to agree with, right? So he was like going after Joe Biden personally and being like this is about his son and he's corrupt kind of works in, in a way because Joe Biden whole his whole thing for running was I am going to restore the presidency to its former glory or whatever. Like I am going to do that. I am, you know, I will be the face of restoration in DC kind of thing. So it's it's really a campaign based on who he is. But Bernie or yeah. Warren are running on policies. So it's hard to just be like, crazy Bernie, Pocahontas Warren. It's like, okay, but who gives a shit, dude? I want the policies. Like, I don't care if Bernie's crazy. Good. You're going to give me Medicare for all? Get your crazy ass in here. Like, nobody gives a <laughs> shit. They don't care. They don't care that Bernie Sanders is a, is a you know, an old man with disheveled hair. They don't care. They care about what policies he has. They don't give a shit that Warren. I mean, uh, like, look, I look, I just, personally, I don't buy it. I don't think anybody really gives a fuck that she's 1,024, you know, 1024th a Native American. No one gives a fuck about that. They don't. Especially, look, white America, knock it off. You motherfuckers have more dream catchers in your minivans than anybody. So just knock it off. You don't give a fuck about that. Oh, this. dude. Yeah. Like the conservative that white women cl- love to pretend that they're part Native American. Yeah. Claiming, claiming a, a d- distant, uh, Native American relative is, uh, that's white culture, really. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't have much else, but that's right in there. Yeah. Like minivans, yeah, apple pies, and claiming to be related to the people that your what? ancestors most likely slaughtered. Yeah. Yeah. White culture. White people, especially white people from the Midwest, by the way. They and, love um, it. Yeah, dude. My family my family's from Kansas. Every person I know claimed some heritage. And the the bullshit thing about it is even when you you have it, it just sounds like bullshit when you do it, you know? Yeah. And it, and here's the thing. It's a part of some people's story. It was a part of her story. Yeah. And it turns out, I I just still don't understand. It turned out to be true. <laughs> like, I'm not right. sure. I don't understand what the argument is. Oh, she said yeah. that. Yeah, but it was right. <laughs> yeah, she had family stories, right? Yeah, and she never claimed membership of a tribe and never claimed benefits. And then she was like, I want to find out if this is true. And then they said, yeah, you have a Native American uh, ancestor six generations back. And that was so... Just well, she's not, she's not that Native American. She's not that Native American. Like, the football moved to me. Oh, yeah, prove you're Native American. I'm like, you don't want to, you don't want to say that. She's... She's from Oklahoma. I everybody's got some Native American in Oklahoma. Yeah, those people are out and there. Then, Fuck him. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. And then she she goes. Uh. Yeah. I did. Here it is. I'm like. Well. Not enough though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I just don't you understand know? the argument. Right. It's silly to me. It's just it's incredibly silly to me. Right. But that's all they have because again, you knew the football was gonna move. Like what? Yeah. Will you hope? Like what was it gonna take? Did she have to be like half? Like, <laughs> Wow. She looks very different. She looks. She doesn't look half, guys. 
Like, oh, we're going to get her. We're going to get her. Like, yeah. So it's, it's just, it's one of those things where like they don't have policy arguments. And if they don't have policy arguments, that is what is going to be interesting. And that's why I don't, I mean, there are many reasons I don't want Biden, but I want a policy argument. I want Trump to try to make a policy argument and he's not going to, which is going to make him look ridiculous. Where he's like, yeah. you're like, what is the debate between him and Pocahontas, as he would call her? What's the de- debate between him and, and Warren? Oh, you're Pocahontas. Uh, okay, that's cool. Anyway, so uh, let's talk about Medicare for all. Let's talk about uh, lowering student debt. Let's, like, what do you have to argue on? What do you have to argue on? Like, she's corrupt. How? When? Where? <laughs> where like that's the thing is as the dnc or or as a democratic party this is why you choose a bernie or you choose a warren this is why because they don't have all of these fucking personal like bullshit they just don't have it they just don't have it what, what are you gonna what are you gonna yeah. hit bernie on what are you gonna hit on? oh he's a socialist yeah <laughs> like, yeah he is right yeah that's the best part that's, that's he's not like, running from like- that that's like Beto coming out and saying, uh, yeah, I want to take your guns. Like, they accuse everyone of that. Like, they're going to call you a socialist. Like, immediately as Joe Biden got into the race. They call him a socialist. Mitch McConnell was like, ah, Joe Biden's socialist agenda. Like, okay, so clearly Pete Buttigieg was right. No matter what you do, they're going to call you a socialist. Right. From, so you- from, you know, Joe Biden, who would run screaming from that word, all the way to Bernie Sanders, who says, yeah, I'm a socialist. Who gives a shit? Right. right. Like, no no matter who we pick, they're going to call it socialism. Right. So call, it, I saw somebody calling Andrew Yang a socialist, and he's like what? the most libertarian guy in the race right now. Yeah, he definitely is, which is part of my reason I'm not a huge uh, Andrew Yang fan. But, but at the same time, like, yeah, just if you just rock with that shit, it, you just kill the narrative, dude. You just kill the narrative, all of it. You're, you're a socialist. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about poli- <laughs> like let's talk about policy, and you're just like fuck. I don't have anything. I'm telling you, I'm I'm just curious. What argument are they mounting against those other characters or the the other uh, folks in the race, other candidates? Because if they um, don't have anything, they're in a world of trouble. You better figure some shit out. Because yeah. this 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 whistleblower thing, I mean, it could it could do one of two things. It could backfire, and Joe Biden comes out looking super strong, which I again I don't think happens. It could it could happen, but I don't think so. Or People go, uh, depending on how the media does it, people go, mm, is Joe Biden corrupt? Eh, I'm not buying it. We're out. Like, it could, that could happen. And he could just hit a fucking free fall and then he can't recover. And it doesn't but matter if the story is true. The important thing is, is Trump has already broken the law again, if anyone cares. I care. <laughs> right. Of course. I just, I, I just wish. I just wish anyone else did, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be something. Uh, but no, you you had made a good point about the Biden thing because if you want if you want standard center left democratic politics, there's way better versions of that than Joe Biden. There are, you know, yeah, there are. Like I mean, Booker Klobuchar would be Pete Buttigieg you know, is a better is a better yeah Buttigieg is a better version of that. Yeah. Um, Michael Bennett is a better version of that. Yeah. Like you and, can you can do it. Uh, look, I don't want yeah. that, but I no, would but definitely if, if, go for one of those. I would go yeah, for but if, if that's what you Klobuchar want. Then there, are, yeah, there are better. There are sharper minds. There are with more fully formed plans. There are better versions of that if that's what you're into. People are voting for Joe Biden just because he's Joe Biden. Yep, that's it. So okay, let's get back to the whistleblower story because this is is also starting to get really interesting from a procedural aspect uh, in the background. So on August 12th, the intelligence community employee uh, submitted a complaint uh, to acting inspector general, Michael at Atkinson. Of course, it's, it's always acting um, who concluded that the report was urgent and credible and forwarded to McGuire, who um, McGuire is um, lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, uh, DNI, right? Uh, Director of National Intelligence. And... um. However, the requirement is for McGuire to send that information, uh, since it was uh, labeled urgent and credible, is required to send that information to the intelligence committees uh, within seven days, um, as the statute requires. Um, however, he failed to do that. Now, the rule is, which I didn't realize what these rules were, um, so it, it's actually it's actually rather interesting. So we know that he's supposed to send it in seven days to the committee. However, if the inspector general did not label um, – when the inspector general uh, reviews the actual uh, complaint, he or she has 14 days to determine whether it's urgent an urgent concern. Um, and if they determine that it is not and they decide like, no, nah, this is all bullshit. It's not that big of a deal. If they do that, then the whistleblower has the right to go to the intelligence committee directly and um, and the inspector general um, and the – I think actually it's the director of the national intelligence has to give them a secure way to do that. So even if they yeah, said and, this isn't secure – they can't alter it either, which is um, the DNI can add their own notes to it, but they're not allowed to right. alter what the complaint actually says. Right. And so it it made it from the whistleblower to the uh, to the inspector general who said, uh, "Yeah, this is an urgent matter. Pass it along to the DNI," which is what you're supposed to do. Like all of this is above board, and the, the DNI just didn't do it. Just didn't do it. Uh, of course, the DNI then, uh, like the bitch uh, that he is, took it to the Department of Justice. Because right, clearly somebody not, above which, him said, no, the, you can't, no, hell no, you can't release this. Are you out of your mind? This stuff shows that we're criminals. Um, so <laughs> so then the DOJ gets involved, which they are not a part of this process at all. They are zero oh, a part of this process. And they came in and they were like, no, this can't be released because uh, William Barr said so, basically. And which just muddy all the waters. What is fucking insane is because if the uh, what is it? it? Yeah, if the Office of Legal Counsel, which um, is the Department of Justice, if they formally opine a complaint as being not urgent, then it basically goes on the books, and they can just sweep it under the rug. Is is what uh, some folks over at Lawfare think, which is really fucking terrifying. Because if that is true, then that's the method by which you use everything. Oh, we but, didn't like it. Send it over to the office legal counsel. Fucking spike it. Boom, it's done. But which is really this, scary. Well, so as far as the the whistleblower law goes, um, if the DNI doesn't do what they're supposed to do, the IG can go directly to Congress. That is correct. Uh, which he's going to have to do and end his career, basically. Yeah. No, but I think it's worth it. Here's the thing. So sure. the so the whistleblower the whistleblower has also gotten legal counsel now, um, and the whistleblower technically could leak it directly to the press, uh, and the inspector general could leak it to the press without facing a lot of backlash, according to this article in the Washington Post, as long as they sort of kept the the certain certain things secure, right? Yeah. Here here's here's the thing though, um, they're gonna get reprisal no matter what. The oh yeah, Trump 100%. administration is going to break the law, and they are going to. Um, they're going. There's going to be backlash on this. Yeah, they're going to so go. You might as you. well. Yeah, you might as well go down swinging. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the biggest thing in you and I and Brad, we we talk offline uh, about all this stuff. Um, the biggest mistake here is in believing the system still works because there is a notion that the norms are broken. And all we have to do is fix the norms and everything is fine. But it's not just the norms. It is it is the fundamental structure is broken. Um I would not have gone I would not have gone to the the normal uh uh action to get this done. I would have leaked this directly to the press. 
Um, but what it tells me is this person is not a low-level person. This is a big name. And the administration's response to it is also telling, which is to say that this person is not a whistleblower and that they are outside of the intelligence community, which is interesting. Um, I saw a theory, and as the days go on, I'm starting to believe that this is probably true. The theory is that it's Dan Coates, who is the former DNI, which is fucking insane. But uh, yeah, because he he left like three days before all this and told right. his uh, and told his deputy that she should leave too, and she did. <laughs> right. So Dan Coates, you know, massive right winger, but uh, but when it comes to things like this, I think he is a stand up dude. I think that Coates was like, yo, I have this information. Deputy, I need you to get the fuck out of there before this shitstorm blows up. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> and proceed to proceed to file this complaint right beforehand. So, um, I mean, Dan Coates literally was in a meeting and was like, you need to resign to his deputy. And she did. Like, he was covering for her. Like, you are not involved in this shit. Get out right now. Which is like, again, this reads like a movie, right? Like, this is this is some super wild shit. But I think it is, Coates. Um, and I think once that is revealed, that is going to that is going to throw a fucking super big wrench in this fucking story. Because it makes sense why you would say that he's not a part of the – this, this whistleblower is not a part of the intelligence community, right? Because he's gone now. So you could easily just dismiss it as he's he's out of the intelligence community. He's you know he was fired, so he's he's just angry, right? You you could easily make that argument. I think it's a poor argument, but you know in in the world of politics, you know somehow those stupid ass arguments somehow resonate with people. Um, there's that. There's that he has counsel now, which that tells me a lot. Like this isn't some like low level person. Like oh, what do I do? Like this is a person who's ready for a long fight. Um, Three, they started calling him a spy this week or yeah. whoever this person is. That is language to super undercut someone's credibility. And you don't just do that on a low-level person who you can just pressure just with the weight of the government. That is somebody who knows government, who knows running with the big dogs. They need to break that person and break that narrative quickly and early. That's a big person, man. That's I would look. I don't know it, but I would be shocked if that's just like a regular fucking staffer at the in in one of the intel in the intelligence community. I would be shocked to know that. So, look, I, I'm putting I'm putting my money on it's Coates. It's Coates or it's somebody super big. Like it, it's a name you've heard before. I can, that that I will say. Um, I mean, they asked, uh, what's his face? Um, who's the guy who's getting uh, sued right now? Um, uh, not struck. Who's the other guy? Um, McCabe. Yeah, they asked McCabe uh, about it, and he was like, "Well, sounds like pretty bad to me. Uh, they should release that information." Like he was just like he was he was just real matter of fact about it. And I think, look, I think it's you'd be hard pressed for all of these guys who've worked with each other for fucking decades for them not to know. They know. And if look, if Coates knows, if it's Coates or some other big name. If they know this information that was uh, snagged in this phone call, other people know too. And all you have to do, like, you got to remember when the inspector general, uh, the acting inspector general marked it as urgent, uh, credible and urgent, the credibility side means that it's corroborated. That's not one person. That's multiple people know. And if you get, let's say it's a Coates or another big name, if you get that person up there and he's and he's like, yeah, this shit happened. And they're like, this is bullshit. And you can bring seven, eight, nine, ten fucking people from the intelligence community. It's like, no, this shit fucking happened. You're in a world of trouble. You're in a world of trouble. So that the fact that it was urgent and it was um it was corroborated, that's a big deal. That's a super big deal. So I don't know, man. Somebody gotta go to jail. I'm <laughs> just saying. Somebody's gotta go. Should probably be Rudy Giuliani. I, I mean, all of them, preferably. Yeah, no, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. Um, Which is why, again, I, it really doesn't matter 
who is the next Democratic president, as long as the next Democratic attorney general of the United States is Letitia James. Oh, come on, come on, come on. So good. <laughs> she can we, can we so make she that, would go in there with a promise, like with a with like fucking one of those hand raising. One of those hand ra- everybody raise your hands at the debate moment. Who who here would appoint Letitia James as your attorney general? Show of hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that would be it, that would be a pretty devastating pick, dude. <laughs> oh, yikes. Jesus Christ. I look, look, I mean, people are I... talking about Kamala Harris as AG. I ain't against that either. She's a hell of a prosecutor. Like, No, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. that would be fine. But I feel like Tish James, she, she's got a little bit of a hard on for fucking up Republicans lately. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm okay with it. I'm super yeah, okay. Yeah, she's... Uh, yeah, n- not saying... Kamala Harris was bad at her job, but like Letitia James has been specifically up the ass of the NRA and the Trump organization. Yeah, so no, that, let her do that's her thing. Why I want her. Yeah, look, she's yeah. got experience with this. <laughs> is there is there any like like there's been a few candidates that have said they would pick a school teacher as their um, as their uh, secretary of education? Right. Is there a reason you couldn't run with your whole cabinet in mind? Just like yeah, just here's who I'd name for this. Here's who I'd name for that. Like. Uh, there, there probably isn't any reason you couldn't, except for you probably don't like, it would be a little hard for those people, right? Because it then throws them into the spotlight and they're like, yo, I'm still trying to do my day job. <laughs> like, right. just leave me alone. Yeah. That would, that would be interesting. Like how Trump ran with the, with the list of judges he would pick from, like yeah. just run with, here's everybody I'm thinking about from my whole cabinet. Anyway, uh, have fun voting. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit. Like, I don't know, like throwing out your VP, throwing out your VP, if you've already had a conversation with them, is pretty dope. Like, if you got a real solid name, you come, you know, just come blazing in like, yeah, this is the team. And what? See you in November. It's not a bad, it's not a bad move. It's just not a bad move. The The only thing about naming your VP before the primary is over is that it's only happened twice and it didn't work either time. Yep. (laughs) Which was... Oops. Reagan in 70, uh, 76, uh, when he was primarying Ford, uh, people were worried that he was a little too right wing. <laughs> Remember when the Republican wor- Party was worried about uh, being too right wing? Yeah, that's uh, crazy. So they were, they were worried that he was a little too conservative. So he, before the primary even, named a uh, a more liberal um, Republican that uh, was named Schweiker. That would be yeah. his... Um, that would be his his VP if he if they picked him, and then famously uh, Ted Cruz, <laughs> who said he was going to pick Carly Fiorina, yes. and uh, and that lasted like a week, <laughs> then he dropped out. <laughs> I'll I'll pick her. Like you guys don't even know how to hold hands. You're two weirdos. <laughs> I will pick this human woman to be my vice president. Hmm. <laughs> Oh God! She looks like an she looks like an actual puma. It's kind of amazing. She does. She does. She looks like an actual puma. Just even if you're sorry. even if you're gonna do that move, I, I'm going to name uh, a female vice president. Why wouldn't he go with like a like a like a, a, a Michelle Malkin or something? <laughs> no like somebody that it's it's the whole thing like making up for your your you know your weakness like we talked about so if you're a senator pick like a governor aren't there just some women republican governors right yeah but ted cruz needed someone who actually liked him and that was a, oh, yeah, that, 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 that list is long yeah. that list is low yeah ain't that long buddy yeah. come on you know better yeah. and i and honestly i don't even think fiorina liked him i think she was just Desperate to stay at the spotlight at all, but yeah, no, I just, I, I, I think that is one hundred percent true. <laughs> I just don't understand why. Uh, here's a woman who's never been elected to anything. She'll be a good VP. Like I, I don't get that text. <laughs> why we have a president like that now? Yeah, and and it clearly worked out great, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's something. <laughs> I think it's like four hundred and thirty-four days left, but who's counting? <laughs> Yeah, we really, we really, really, really need to hurry up and get this guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, we do. We do. We do. It, like, it's nuts. 
Man, doctors fucking lied to me my whole life. Apparently, you can just eat KFC and McDonald's all the time, and it's no problem. Yep. Well, he I'm sure he has people come to his house and just, like, physically move his legs in the morning. <laughs> he, he, like, puts him on a treadmill and just actually physically moves him. He's like, I'm doing it. You're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, you piece of shit. Um, let's talk about Rudy Giuliani in this whole whistleblower thing. Uh, we have audio of him. Um, he had like a 28 minute, uh, scream fest with, uh, Chris Cuomo. Um, uh, why, why does he still go on CNN? I, well, I don't know. I, I just, CNN's fake news. Now, Stop going no, there I, then. I, I understand why CNN has him on, right? Oh, it's total because, entertainment. Yeah. Cause it's great. And shit like this happens. I don't understand yeah. why he goes on CNN. Yeah, I, I, I can't speak to that. I, I, I truly, <laughs> truly can't speak to that. It's really quite weird. Um, so here's a clip of this is just this is just 45 seconds of Giuliani. Th- this is like the big moment of of this conversation, this 28 minute scree. Um, but just pay attention to what Giuliani says um, and watch how he contradicts himself. So here you go. Did you ask the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden? No, actually, I didn't. I asked the Ukraine to investigate the allegations that there was interference in the election of 2016 by the Ukrainians for the benefit of Hillary Clinton, for which there already is a court finding. You never asked anything about Hunter Biden. You never asked anything about Joe Biden. The only thing I asked about Joe Biden is to get to the bottom of how it was that Lutsenko, who was appointed, dismissed the case against Antac. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden? Of course I did. You just said you didn't. No, I didn't ask him to look into Joe Biden. I asked him to look into the allegations that related to my client, which tangentially involved Joe Biden in a massive bribery scheme. Rudy. <laughs> did you ask him? No. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Are you high? No. Maybe. Woohoo. Like, Giuliani is did the you worst work the TV. Code lawyer. Red? You're goddamn right, I did. <laughs> uh, look, you make you, you laugh at Rudy Giuliani and you curse the Marines. Um, look, you want him on that wall. You need Rudy you need in Ukraine. <laughs> I I just I just find it absolutely hilarious that Rudy Giuliani was like, I didn't say that. Like, no, yes. I never said that. Like, uh, okay, dude. Like, are you even are you even trying to be honest? We're just not. We're not just trying to be honest at all here. Okay, that's fine. Um, no, he's kind of amazing, amazingly bad at this whole thing. Lieutenant Weinberg. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, Racism. Um, Yeah, I. Things where you don't even have to say anything anti-Semitic, just the way you say their name. Yeah, like, and yeah, he just yeah he put a little yeah he put a little too too much uh, emphasis on that yeah, <laughs> that syllable. Se- Sessions used to do that today on Feinstein all the time. Yeah, Senator Feinstein. <laughs> like, okay, okay. <laughs> we we get it. You fucking racist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, who's gonna protect those walls? You Jew, <laughs> basically. <laughs> You're not going to do it. What? <laughs> to be fair, I, I would not want to be protected by Kevin Pollack. <laughs> no, I no, I went crazy Jack Nicholson on that wall. Get out of here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he wasn't wrong. He was 100% correct. Um, but yeah, I, look, Giuliani is, is hilarious because he's the world's worst lawyer, right? Like, why does Trump keep sending him on television? He keeps admitting to crimes. Does Trump not watch the Giuliani interviews? Because if I'm at home and I'm Trump in my in my um, my gym jams um, and <laughs> <laughs> eating what I assume are like seven cheeseburgers laying on his uh, on his fucking stomach, um, I'm I'm screaming I'm screaming at the television. Shut up, Rudy! Shut up, Rudy! You're telling everything. Like he, like they're so bad at. I think they're. I think they both suffer from brainworms. I, I truly do. It's weird Giuliani's like, just gotten worse over the years. Yeah, they they understand when he's not helping, and they send him away for a while. But then he just like a month later, they're like, "Yeah, hey, go get out there on TV, Rudy." Like they totally forget that he ruined everything last time. And I'm 
I'm glad that they do. I really am. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm happy to see it. It's just, it's just amazing how they don't remember. <laughs> like I, I'm that. That's the part that I don't really get. Is that they just keep fucking forgetting, and I'm like, how? This guy is a, <laughs> a is a nincompoop. Like he's an idiot. <laughs> he used to be super fucking capable. But now it's just like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I, I just don't. I have no idea what he's doing. Um, but he does, he does do something that is helpful, which is to dime out his boy every time he goes on TV. Um, now the how, now, uh, three committees in the house are threatening to subpoena, uh, Trump and Giuliani's Ukraine docs. Um, which is also interesting. Uh, three congressional committees are threatening to subpoena documents for their investigation. In a letter to the Secretary of State Mike, uh, in a letter to the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on Tuesday, the House Oversight, Intelligence, and Foreign Affairs committees demanded Trump administration start turning over paperwork this week. Um, cool. Uh, they won't. I mean, you know, just a heads up. You know, I don't know if they know that, but they're not going to do any of that. Um, I would have Rudy Giuliani arrested. I would. I would just have him arrested. Like, whenever he's going, like, he's in D.C. for some, like, fucking bullshit, I'd be like, yoink, and I'd throw him in jail. I would. I'd just throw him in jail. Like, what What are we waiting on? Which brings me to uh, a larger question. What the fuck is Nancy Pelosi doing? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it... You know, we all always accuse the Republicans of, oh, you're thinking about party over country. Nancy Pelosi is more concerned about those 20 seats in conservative districts than she is about the country as a whole. Um, here, here's, a, here's a wild take. The okay, Democrats fire. are not going to lose the House. They're not. I don't, I don't see any way that they do. And I don't know why. No, there's so I many don't... Republican retirements. Do the math. Do the yeah. fucking math. And look, look. If you if if that is what Nancy Pelosi's concern is, and I think it's a, I think it's okay to be concerned about that. I don't think it is the right thing to be concerned about, but I think it is okay to be concerned about it. Right? That's her job. If that is the case, wouldn't it make more sense to run forward with the impeachment and work on? amping up your base so that right. you could get the Senate and make the impeachment stick then to, to then sit on your laurels and then, you know, make people very angry at you who will then not come out. Then you could possibly lose those 20 seats. Cause I can guarantee you, you throw impeachment on the table. People will be amped as fuck to come out to make sure it gets done. That's what gets people to the polls, right? That's what they elected yeah. you for. What you're doing right now is depressing your own base. Right. I don't understand. Like, it is, whatever her argument is, it is a poor one. It is a it is a universally poor one, in my opinion. Everybody that went out there and made phone calls, and you know, phone banking, and went, you know, door knocking, and hustled to give you the majority in the House, uh, they, they wanted impeachment, right? That is <laughs> they what they wanted. That. Yeah, they didn't do that... I, you know, and and I think it's important that they pass these, all these bills. That most of them are largely messaging bills because they don't go anywhere in the Senate. It's not that they get voted down; they don't even get brought up. Right. So all of this important legislation that you're passing in the House, it just goes to sit on Mitch McConnell's desk to go nowhere. Yeah. So and why I don't you amp is, the fucking base up and make something happen? Right. I I understand that that's not. That there is something to that, to be like, this is what we want to do, and if you give us back the Senate, we could do it. Like, I, I get the importance of that. Yeah, of course. But I don't see how that takes precedent over all the crimes. Like, fucking Nancy Pelosi this week was like, oh, what we need to do when we take back control is to change the laws so that we can indict a sitting president. Well, for one, uh, you probably can. <laughs> and for two, yeah, hello. Maybe there's no try law it. that says there's no law that says you can't. That was an OLC opinion. Um, but uh, but for two, constitutionally, the remedy for a criminal president is impeachment, and she's being called out by fucking Justin Amash, 
called yeah. her out on that. Which, I mean, good, fair play to Justin Amash. I have no idea what you're doing, but um, yeah, he, he said, well, the constant remedy to criminal <laughs> is impeachment. Uh, I, if you're not going to do it, I, I'd be happy to be speaking of the house instead. <laughs> is that what he said? So, Justin Amash like literally volunteered to go be Speaker of the House since Nancy's not going to do her job. God damn. Yeah. That's a. I mean, that's a. That's a. That's a hot boy statement. God damn. <laughs> like, I'll, yeah, I'll take the job. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> I will say this. I I disagree with, or I agree with Justin Amash on almost nothing. But of all of those fucking Tea Party dorks, he's the one guy who actually stuck to his guns. He did. He did. Like he, he's a he's principal the one dude. Guy who, yeah, he's the one guy who actually believed it. And so I, I can respect that, even if I disagree with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, I, I, I would not vote with him on nearly anything else ever. No. <laughs> no, but but of all those guys that came along that were like, oh, what we need is uh, small government. We need to take power away from the executive and return it back to the, you know, to the people and make sure that the, the you know, the... the the Congress is, it's, I mean, it's Article 1. It needs to be the most powerful, and we need, there's way too much power in the executive. All of them sold that fucking out. Like, yep. Mick Mulvaney was one of those guys. <laughs> that fucking toady piece of shit. Was it, wasn't Pompeo one of those guys, too? Yeah, like, he they was. All, yeah, yeah, he was. He like, was. It was all bullshit, and they all sold out every principle they ever had. And uh, so I, I have some respect for Justin Amash. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. A tiny, if, tiny bit. Yeah, even but if, like look, I said, uh, I we would agree on almost nothing. Probably no. Like, I, I we probably disagree whether puppies are cute. Like, no, there <laughs> there is no there is re- literally no alignment. But when it comes to a criminal president, even that dude's like, yo, I'm tr- look, I'm trying to have a career after this fucker goes to jail. Like, fuck this. <laughs> and he's look, even if he's craven, and there's a a hundred percent chance that that is true. At least in the moment, you get it right. Like you get like, no, no this is this no, is a bad because, idea. No, because if he was if he was more politically craven, I think he actually believes this. Because if he was more craven, he'd be in the administration. He'd be doing yeah, a, but there's all, what Mulvaney, there, Mulvaney and Pompeo. Did. Yeah, but there's also the idea of of seeing where shit's going, and being like, yeah, that ship is gonna blow up soon. Let me just not be around, <laughs> and like. <laughs> to that, to that credit, I get that, right? Like I understand it, but but at, at the same time, like that's a hundred percent possible. Do I do I think that's what he is? I I honestly don't know. But um, even if he is craven, at least he's willing to stand up against this one thing, and so we can join forces uh, for one time, one time only, um, and <laughs> and destroy this guy's political career, and then we can go back to punching each other in the face politically the next day yeah. when things are normal. Um. So yeah, that's fine. Like, like I said, I, I principled libertarians are useful for a couple of things. Yeah. If you, not if you need to do like not if you building need to do roads. Like, no, if you need to do like I don't know criminal justice reform or like marijuana decriminalization, you yeah, bring in a, a couple princ- Yeah, you bring in a couple principled libertarians. Everything else, just you know, fuck off. But yeah, you know, they can join yeah, your. I don't know if you know, but taxation is theft. Shut Eat up! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, nerd! I'm in the middle of a I'm in the middle of a libertarian uh, debate right now. Yeah, it, no, is enli- it is enlightening. <laughs> taxation is constitutional. Uh, did you know? <laughs> like, can I read you? Can I read you uh, a little bit from our conversation? It's kind of funny. Um, uh, I he he said to me that he could detect. A lot of vitriol in my comments about libertarianism. And I'm like, boy, do you not know me? Um, uh, of course. And so I said, yeah, you detect my skepticism in a lack of logic and an ideology that makes no sense. Uh, you seem to want to live in a society with all the benefits and none of the drawbacks. Okay, so I'm not interested in a bunch of pie-in-the-sky talk. Let's talk real-world policy. They hate that. They hate it. They hate it. They always want to talk about a bunch of bullshit. Um, explain to me how you uh, you have a libertarian society – when it comes to common things like government-built roads, when taxation is theft, uh, are corporations building them? Surely we shouldn't all have to pay for roads that we aren't using, right? Uh, what about the internet you're using right now? Who should own it? Um, he responds, uh, do you know that prior to the income tax, there were roads? <laughs> okay. 
Uh, it was paid for directly by the people who used the roads or wanted it. Yes, because that's how we should build roads, based on whether John Smith over there wants to drive from the pick and save to his house. You fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, and I pay for the internet service directly. Um, no, you don't. You pay a provider. That's an on-ramp. The Comcast doesn't own the internet. No. <laughs> Comcast doesn't own the internet, and Comcast didn't create the internet. Hey, spoiler alert, DARPA created the internet. That's a government agency, my man. Look it up. Like, again, it is an ideology for 13-year-olds. Uh, or as or as that sign said, uh, libertarianism is... What was it? it libertarianism is... Um, is uh what's the what's the fucking thing with horoscopes what is that called um oh yeah astrology, astrology. yeah it's libertarianism is astrology for white men <laughs> 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 which was just amusing to me because it's true yeah i mean uh yeah if, if you got an issue with the 16th amendment i mean i guess you can try to get rid of it you know <laughs> good luck <laughs> feel free to move to a libertarian society they have one. It's called Burning Man. It's like a weekend every year. Go for it. Go and move to Somalia. Yeah. You you can have Somalia, all yeah. your property you want. You just have yeah. to use your uh, your AK forty seven and a private army to get it. <laughs> It'll be sure. fine. That is an anarcho capitalist paradise right there. Yeah. Good luck um, on getting shot. Okay, that's the end of the free portion for this week's episode of Look Forward. Make sure you go to lookforwardshow.com slash premium. Sign up for premium content. It's only $5 a month or $50 for the full year. You'll get the entire uh, episode of this show um, every week. Uh, normally, it's about two to two and a half hours, but you're only getting the first hour right now for free. So make sure you sign up. Uh, you also get the other premium shows in the TNP Studios network, like The Airing of Grievances, which is our Seinfeld podcast, uh, No Time to Bleed, which is our action movie podcast, and of course, The Men with the Golden Tongues, which is our spy James Bond movie podcast. So check all those things out. Again, it's $5 a month or $50 for the full year. It's a pretty great deal. costs less than a cup of coffee, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>